0: Hey there, it's episode 308 and today we're chatting about cortisol, macros, adrenals, cortisol, cortisol, cortisol. (laughs) If you get really stressed easily or you feel like perhaps your adrenals are massively dysfunctional, welcome to the club. (laughs) So I'm excited to get started with you today. If you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. You can also catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes for today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Okay, let's do this thing i'm leanne vogel you're listening to the keto diet podcast i've created a free guide with tips on how to start keto and maintain your fat-fueled life grab it at healthfulpursuit.com free as a little thank you for listening to the show And here we are. Okay, I have a lot of questions to answer today about cortisol, adrenals. I feel like maybe I'm going to be a broken record, but we're going to see what happens. So um, before we get into cortisol questions and kind of adrenals and all those things, I kind of want to explain really, really basically what these are, what we're talking about and the effects. So the adrenals, do a whole bunch of things. One of the things that they do is produce cortisol. And cortisol helps us function. We need cortisol. We don't need too, too much and we don't need too, too little. We just need the right amount. And so what can oftentimes happen with our adrenals is we can overproduce cortisol and our cortisol levels will get higher. And over time we can start underproducing. So So your adrenals are these two little glands that sit on top of your kidneys on either side of your lower back. Um, Sometimes when I get really, really stressed, my lower back will hurt. And so that's a great time to just put my legs up a wall. Literally, I just cozy on up my butt to a wall and put my legs up the wall and it can help really soothe the adrenals and I'll rock back and forth and it can feel really nice. So those glands sit on top of your kidneys and they produce cortisol and like I said, it's very important that it's not too, too high or too, too low, that it's just right. And oftentimes, again, when you're imbalanced, it'll start registering high and then it will go low. So some symptoms of adrenal dysfunction. Now, some people will call it adrenal fatigue. I don't like to call it that. It's not that the adrenals are fatigued, it's that they're not working properly or they're dysfunctional. So some signs to look for is going to be fatigue, like chronic fatigue, where you just no matter what you eat, no matter what you do, you're just tired, muscle weakness, uh, weight loss, abdominal pain, loss of appetite. But I find the biggest one, specifically for women who have been dieting quite a lot over their life, is fatigue, is tiredness, is the inability to gain muscle. Now, we're not going as far as talking about Addison's disease or issues with the pituitary gland as it relates to adrenal dysfunction. We're specifically talking about an imbalance in cortisol. Now, some doctors will say that this isn't a thing, um, but I've seen enough labs to see that, yes, it is. Um, So it's really, and we're going to get into this about testing, it's really challenging to understand what's going on with cortisol with a basic, basic serum or blood test. So I'll give you some tips on how to know whether or not you are having some issues with cortisol and what this can do to your body long term. So we've chatted a little bit about symptoms and uh, kind of some signs to look for. Another thing that you might want to also keep in mind is um, how often you lean on caffeine to just function throughout the day. If you are irritable, if you go through periods of hangriness where you just... Feel angry and hungry, and you just need something right now. Another big one for me when I was experiencing massive adrenal dysfunction was that I was craving salty foods. Um, Some people will will crave sugary foods or both. Um, A lot of the times, um, if you have adrenal dysfunction, you're also going to have issues uh, with losing weight. Gaining muscle mass during exercise, you'll have little or no sex drive. Your energy level can um, go up and down, or you can get that second wind feeling before bed. You just cannot wind down, even though an hour before you were tired. Now, the unfortunate thing about all these symptoms is if you go for help, oftentimes a doctor will just say, Just get more sleep, get more exercise, you'll be fine, get outside, that sort of thing. But this unrelenting fatigue is not normal and i see this in so 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 many of my clients so i really wanted to go through today and kind of educate you on um, what to look for how to know whether or not you have adrenal dysfunction and if you do have it how to support it on your ketogenic diet as opposed to doing horrible things and making the situation worse so how is adrenal dysfunction caused? Well, there are a couple things. Autoimmune conditions, accidents or injuries can cause this. Uh, Emotional stress, excessive exercise, food intolerances, microbiome dysfunctions, uh, toxins, viruses, bacterial infections. Oh my goodness. The list goes on and on and on. Oh, and also fasting. Okay. If you are forcing yourself to fast and eating a really low amount of calories for a really low time, you will most likely cause adrenal dysfunction, specifically if you're a woman. A while back, we received a question on the podcast about keto bars and how easy it is to eat two, three, or four bars in one sitting. I've thought a lot about this like for quite a while and I too struggled with it to the point where I couldn't have keto bars in the house because I would eat far too many in place of preparing like a proper balanced keto meal. There are some days where a take along with you bar is convenient and at times absolutely necessary. So I started looking for an alternative, something more balanced and a bar that would deliver nutrients, not just a balance of macros where my body would be satiated by one and not in search of more and more and more like I think one time I had six keto bars in one sitting and I didn't feel so good after and then I found that very bar so here are the ingredients in the new bar that I'm now eating only one of at at each sitting organic cashew butter organic tapioca fiber syrup 100% grass-fed bone broth protein organic dried apples organic dates organic pumpkin seeds organic superfood blend which includes organic kale, organic broccoli, organic spinach, organic acerola, organic wild blueberry, organic spirulina, organic ginger, organic turmeric, organic sunflower lecithin, organic cinnamon, organic flavors, Himalayan pink sea salt, organic rosemary extract, and monk fruit extract. Now this is made with certified organic, if you didn't catch that, organic, (laughs) antioxidant-rich superfoods, cold-pressed, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, non-GMO, contains healthy proteins, fats, and vital nutrients, no added sugars, artificial sweeteners, or sugar alcohols. It's very low in natural sugars at four grams or less, depending on the flavor, and it's whole food-based. Now, this bar is from Paleo Valley. They call it the Superfood Bar, and I'm happy to report I eat one, and I'm satiated, and I move on. No more bar binges. Now, this is huge, 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 huge for me. Head on over to paleovalley.com, load up your cart with superfood bars and whatever else you find that tickles your fancy, enter the code KETO at checkout and receive 15% off your first order. Again, that's paleovalley.com and use the code KETO for 15% off your first order. So let's go through a couple of questions, and then I want to talk about the tips for overcoming adrenal dysfunction if you're there right now. So um, our first question is, how can I help cortisol that goes normal, low, normal, low throughout the day with food? Okay, so this is a great question and helps us understand how the adrenals function. So in a test such as the one that I recommend, which is the Dutch plus test. And if you're having issues with insomnia, I highly recommend the insomnia kit that you do in the middle of the night to kind of help you understand your cortisol levels. Now, the beautiful thing about the Dutch test is that it tests both urine and saliva, uh, specifically for all your hormones, um, and then goes through all the cortisol tests with saliva so that you can truly understand what your levels are at. Um, so I'm guessing that this question, uh, and this person did get that test and it's going low, normal, low, normal, up, down, up, down, when it shouldn't be, um, and it should have that nice Peak and that decline throughout the day into the evening. A lot of the times, I will see my clients uh, spike up in the middle of the night or through, you know, around 5 or 6 p.m., they'll spike up. Or I have many clients who wake up and we don't even know how they woke up because their cortisol is so incredibly low. So there are a couple of ways that you can support this, specifically with supplements. I think that a go to, I mean, there are so many different options, but ashwagandha is a really good option whether you're low or high, taking ashwagandha can be really helpful. And with food, my approach has always been or has now become, you know, Weaving in the ketogenic diet, which is fine. I really truly feel like eating keto is not the problem. It's forcing ourselves to fast and fasting for longer periods of time. That does not help if your adrenals are dysfunctional, specifically normal low, normal low, or on the lower end. And specifically, if you are hitting high numbers consistently, it's not so good for it either. So I recommend doing breakfast, lunch, dinner about four to six hours in between your meals. If that happens to be, for example, 8 a.m. is breakfast, noon is lunch, 4 p.m. is a snack, and then like 6 or 7 p.m. is dinner, that's perfectly fine and should help quite consistently, quite quickly. If you were to wait about three months and do another test, it should come back uh, better. Now, there are ample amounts of things you can do uh, to support your adrenals, but those two are a really good first start. Okay. Next question. Can you intermittent fast with high cortisol levels? Okay. So studies show actually that when you are incorporating fasting for a longer period of time, beyond a couple of weeks, it can be actually quite stressful for your body and can lead to adrenal issues, specifically cortisol issues. So if you know that you have adrenals that are quite sensitive, I would highly recommend not fasting all of the time. Now the problem (laughs) The problem with with how we do life, uh, us humans, is when we find something that works, we do it every day because we think if it works, then if we do it every day, it'll be even better. And I'm really starting to feel like intermittent fasting uh, or the practice of longer term fasting should not be done every day. Okay, there are specific times in your cycle, uh, specifically days one to 10. And then again, right after ovulation, so days 15, 16, 17 ish for you directly after ovulation, where it's best to fast. Other than that, I don't recommend fasting and I don't recommend fasting every day, especially if you have cortisol issues. I've chatted about the ongoing benefits of supplementing with electrolytes on your ketogenic diet beyond the first couple of days of keto. I can't tell you how many times I slack off on my electrolyte intake, go a couple of weeks, feel absolutely horrible. And then I'm like, wait, I forgot to supplement with electrolytes. Another really important uh, time in your life to supplement with electrolytes is a couple of days before your period and into days one, two, and three of your cycle. So if you are still ovulating, menstruating, all of those things, you want to make sure that you are at least having a packet of electrolytes a day just to help um, with that water loss and the adjustments to your electrolytes as you prepare for your period. Now, my favorite electrolyte powder these last couple of months has been Element. They're new on the scene, they are salty, they're good, and they just came out with a new watermelon salt electrolyte. Oh, It's good stuff. You guys can check out their watermelon salt and all of their flavors. I personally really love raspberry salt right now. It's blowing my mind. You can go to drinkelement.com forward slash KDP. Check out their watermelon salt and other flavors. They offer free shipping on all U.S. orders or international over $100. They also offer a no questions asked refund. So if you don't like it, you just send it back and you get your money back. So it's totally risk free to try. Again, that's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com forward slash K-D-P to check out their watermelon salt electrolyte powder. Okay, next question. How often should cortisol levels be checked and what, te- what type of cortisol test do you suggest? So, if you know that you have a cortisol issue, um, then you likely want to test every three months until things become consistently good. And then test every six months. If they're still good after a couple of tests, then once a year is good. And the specific test that I recommend is the Dutch Plus test. Now you do need to work with a practitioner to order this test. I believe you can't just get it online. I could be wrong with that. Um, you could always just go to the Dutch website and see. It gets a little bit tricky to interpret the results yourself. It's not something you can't do. Uh, it'll just take you a little bit longer. If you want to work with somebody on that, I would be happy to. Um, you can find out more by going to healthfulpursuit.com. Just click on the little link at the top that says shop and then look at my one-on-one coaching and I'd be happy to guide you through that. Otherwise, you can just go to the Dutch website, check it out, and it's the plus test you want to look for. And then you're doing it every three months until it's consistent, then every six months until it's pretty consistent, and then once a year just to check up on things. And that's for all hormones. Okay, next question. Can uh, macros be adjusted to help reduce cortisol specifically? Okay, so this is a really great question. Um, I think that there is is a certain amount of carbs that are required for most people. Now, if there's a carnivore person listening, perhaps they're like, no, man, I've totally balanced my adrenals perfectly by eating carnivore. That wouldn't be the case for my body. And maybe that's not the case for others' bodies. So it's really important that you understand and just kind of Come to your labs and come to your results with an open hand, knowing that you may need to adjust your macros. You may need to adjust your eating style because the way that you're eating, while you may feel fantastic, you know, that was a thing with keto when I first got started. I was so hardcore and I felt so good, but my adrenals were massively being affected. My cortisol was way, way, way too high and I was crashing and burning and it just wasn't good. Um, So although I felt really good and had lots of energy, I was running on fumes. And so I generally find that the keto macros are okay, but your carbs do need to be a little bit higher, specifically a nutrient dense carbohydrate. So, you know, not counting your kale or your broccoli or your rutabaga and just like having some fun with vegetables, a couple handfuls of fruit every once in a while, and you should be good to go what this should look like in uh, your sugar uh, and kind of your intake of overall sugar. I like to see no more than oh like 25 grams of sugar, like no more than that. Now that is a range. If you're well beyond that, well under that, I should say then great. But uh, I have to understand that there are multiple different types of people listening to today's podcast. And so I like to aim for under 25 grams. If you're less than that in a day, Awesome. If you can go 15 grams of sugar in a day, great. 10. Amazing. Um, So just kind of uh, see where you're at and kind of aim for that under 25 range. And specifically with macros, classic keto macros are good. Um, Just take a look at your carbohydrates and make sure that you're not limiting to the point where there are basically no vegetables because you're on uh, 20 total grams of carbohydrates um, ongoing. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about the diagnostic labs. Um, I did mention microbiome a little bit as a cause of of adrenal dysfunction. We chat a little bit about um, the Dutch test and really understanding the saliva test is probably your best bet in understanding um, what's going on with your hormones overall. The microbiome lab specifically that I like to run is going to be your GI map test and this will test for underlying gut problems such as leaky gut, candida, SIBO, any um, parasites or bacteria overgrowth or an imbalance in your microbiome. That's a big one. And you can also get methylation labs and this understands that methylation is a collection of biochemical actions in the body that happen 1 billion times every second. So understanding how your methylation works, um, whether or not you have the MTHFR gene mutation which will make you less able to absorb certain vitamins Uh, even understanding uh, your micronutrient profile and doing a nutritional analysis on your micronutrients so you can understand which micronutrients you're low in can be really helpful in um, just overall supporting the body so that your body can heal from adrenal dysfunction Another really big one too, um, as we are healing the adrenals and supporting the adrenals, is understanding where you're getting your chronic stress. Now, this could be something simple like parking your car in your garage, if this causes an immense amount of stress, this could be one of the main reasons why your adrenals are acting the way that they are. So really just taking a, a bird's eye view or a drone shot of your life and kind of pick parting the parts that make you really, really stressed and working on breathing exercises, mindset shifts, praying through those moments so you can kind of chill yourself out and get in a balanced place. Now, It's impossible to live without stress, uh, but shifting our mindset on that and really understanding uh, how to support our body through those stressful moments can go a long ways. Another piece to uh, supporting the adrenals is going to be reducing your overall inflammation. The best way I know how to do this Really, really simply is curcumin. It's uh, a compound from turmeric root. It has high antioxidant properties. It's fantastic. It's a mood enhancer. It's all good stuff. So, curcumin would be one that you could supplement with. Uh, I know many of my clients, as well as myself, are on those. Now, we talked specifically about macronutrients, but a question that we didn't get as it relates to adrenals is like, what foods are the best? for adrenal dysfunction and really supporting my body. And we chat a little bit about making sure that your vegetables are in a good place. But what about other things? Well, a big one is going to be oysters. They're packed with zinc. And they have such a beautiful trace mineral uh, ratio between copper and zinc. They're rich in uh, B12 and iron and all the things that we need. So oysters are great. I really like smoked oysters. So that's a good option just with some crackers and mustard. um, I go for the paleo crackers, they're pretty tasty. Another one is going to be organ meats. If you're not down with this plan, you may just want to give it a try and see how you like it. I really enjoy beef liver and chicken liver too. If you soak it in some coconut milk and cook it up, it's pretty tasty and it's rich in B vitamins and super healthy for the adrenals. Um, And then we chat a little bit about greens, like give your kale and Swiss chard and spinach, All those leafy greens, asparagus, which is a sulfur-rich vegetable, also contains a beneficial B vitamin folate, and low levels of folate are linked to the neurotransmitter impairment, which can cause brain hormonal problems, specifically as it relates to adrenal dysfunction. And then I don't need to tell you this, um, but make sure you're eating enough fats. Yeah. And if you have adrenal dysfunction, um, you've tested, you've tested either low or too high, it may be time to reassess your uh, exercise routine. If you are pushing it hard at the gym or in your home gym or whatever you're doing nowadays, and you are not seeing success, you're not losing weight, you're not gaining muscle, it's just all a hot mess, what you're doing isn't working. Oftentimes, I have to like Peel the elliptical from my client's hands, like death grip hands on their on their elliptical to just go for a walk instead of pushing it so hard. Uh, Because working out hard on adrenals that are dysfunctional is just gonna make matters worse and not not better at all. And so making sure and kind of setting a goal for anywhere between 30 minutes. To two hours of walking, depending on where you're at, and can be really helpful to supporting the adrenals. So we chatted a little bit about um, herbs, specifically ashwagandha. The reason I recommend ashwagandha is it good. It is good for either high or low um, issues. Now, if you have high testosterone, I don't recommend ashwagandha. So it's important to understand where your where your testosterone is at before you um, start supplementing with ashwagandha. Another one um, is magnesium, making sure that you're having enough magnesium is so 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 important. I personally recommend a magnesium citrate, uh, you can also do magnesium glycinate, uh, that will be very supportive uh, to your overall magnesium level and then magnesium citrate is really awesome uh, if you're having constipation. If you end up testing your methylation and you know that you are impaired in that area and if you test your B12 and find that you're low, making sure that you're on a really good uh, B12 supplement, testing every three months to make sure you don't go over is really important. And taking a look at your sleep hygiene. How often are you going to bed with your phone or keeping a light on or staying up late and reading or watching TV? Um, Are you going to bed at different times every night? Do you have a routine or just kind of blowing past your routine? Are you waking up at all different times? Are you waking up with an alarm clock? Ideally, you want to go to bed at the same time every night, not have your phone or laptop or TV on or anything. You're going to bed You're maybe drinking some water, sleeping, and waking up at the same time every day, ideally not with an alarm clock if you can do it. Another big, big, big thing to supporting your adrenals is get outside. The minute that you wake up, it's important to jump outside. Make sure your body knows that it's daytime and go about your day after that, making sure that you are eliciting those beautiful circadian rhythms naturally in your body is really really healthy another thing and I've had to learn learn and relearn this over and over and over and over over the course of my adult life is learning when I just need to stay at home I can't do everything and sometimes I just need alone time Um, so really learning how to set boundaries for yourself learning that it's okay to say when you're just too tired and can't or when you just don't want to and just don't um can be really really helpful so i hope today's episode um, was helpful in supporting your goals on your ketogenic diet We have a little bit about adrenals super fun i hope you had a good time with me today and i will see you next week for another episode bye